Blog Talk Radio. Sharing the love of Christ 24-7. Spirit Soul Radio. young woman 
um, and her name is Alicia Barlow. Alicia Barlow. I've been posted all over our social media, tweeting everything. I've been doing that because I want you to tune in because she has a great and powerful story to tell you, life testimony, amen, that how God can really just take the darkness in our lives and really cause it to be a blessing to other people and help pull them out, amen. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to hit your Facebook, amen, your Twitter, tweet somebody, text somebody, Facebook somebody, whatever you got to do, chat, call somebody, amen, Snapchat, whatever you got to do. Make sure you let somebody know that Hoseon is on the air live and she has a great broadcast for you on tonight. Also share the number, 310-982-4274. Now, I just want to share a little bit about Alicia, but I'm not going to tell you everything because I want her to come on and I want her to share her testimony. Amen. Her movement is called Tell Somebody. Um, She's more than a conqueror, y'all. And uh, in her own words, I want to share her own words. Uh, She said, I was molested by my mother's father when I was a child. And at seven years old, I told my mom and her two sisters that their dad was touching me. They made me promise not to tell anyone, not the police, and not my own father. They told me not to worry, but that they would confront my grandfather and it would stop. I did not tell. I was still brought around him. And the molestation continued. And these are the words of Alicia Barlow. So I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this testimony. Amen. If you have experienced the same thing, you have experienced, you know, molestation, rape, abuse, it's time for you to tell somebody. You can't keep it in. You can't hold it in. Amen. We want you to call in if you have any comments, you have questions for Alicia, you know, even if you want to you know, share your story, your testimony, uh, even if you want to call in and, you know, tell somebody about what happened to you, the traumatic experience, call in 310-982-4274. Hello, Alicia, how are you doing? Fine, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just want to say this. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on and talk with me and to share your testimony with our listeners. I really, truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love being here. I can't wait to talk to you also. Sorry, my daughter was trying to talk to me. I had to shoot her away. (laughs) (laughs) No, I understand. I understand. I have two young ones myself, so I definitely understand. Um, Now, I just read a little bit of your words um, to share with our listening audience. I know some know of your story, um, and then there's some that don't. So would you um, tell more of your story or what I just talked about? Yes, my name is Alicia Barlow, and I'm from the Bay Area, California, And when I was younger, I got molested by my grandfather. Mom used to work, and she used to drop me off at his house to be babysat. And he started tickling me under my underarms and eventually into my private areas. He then started showing me porn and told me that people who loved each other did the same things that they did in these magazines and these videos. And I did these things with him because I didn't know that it was wrong. 
when I was seven years old, I told my mother and her two sisters that he was touching me. And yes, they told me to keep it a secret from the police because he would go to jail. And he said he would kill himself if he had to go to jail. And they told me to keep it a secret from my dad because my dad would kill him and then my dad would go to jail. So as a seven-year-old, the thought of your parent or somebody dying going to jail is the end of the world. So I did not tell. But my mother did continue to bring me over to my grandfather's house, and I continued to get molested. It took me 20 years to tell my dad, but five months ago I told him for the first time, and it just feels so good. It's a, it's a relief. It's a sense of freedom because he was the only person that didn't know. And from there, I started to tell somebody movement. Because I knew from a young age I always wanted to bring awareness to the subject, but I knew I could never do that until my father knew. And once he knew, that was my green light to go. So I started making videos telling my story, and one girl wrote me and said that she was molested by her uncle and that she wanted to tell her dad, but he was dying of cancer and he only had six months to live. And she didn't want to tell her mom because her mom had brain aneurysms. And if she got stressed out, she could die. So I told her, don't tell, because she was going through so much. And then I told my father the advice that I had gave to her, and he told me that I gave her the wrong advice. He said that even if he was on his deathbed and he only had a minute to live, he would still want to know what happened to his kids. So he told me to tell everyone that you do need to tell somebody. So from there, we started the Tell Somebody movement, where I'm bringing awareness to parents that molestation does happen, and they need to be aware, and they need to ask their children questions, and to give strength to other survivors, no matter how long it's been, 10, 15, 20, 50 years, you need to tell somebody. Now, I have I have a lot of questions to ask you, but the one that really sticks out the most to me is, you know, um, your mother and your mother just kept bringing you around your grandfather. Did she and her her sister, your aunt, experience the same things at the hands of your grandfather? My mother told me that she was molested as a child, her and her sisters, but not by my grandfather, which is their dad, but by his father, which is their grandfather. So, yes, my mom and her two sisters were molested by their grandfather, and when they were young and they came to their parents, their parents told them to be quiet. And so that's what she did with me. Wow, wow. Now, what are the signs that parents should look out uh, for as far as, um, you know, their children being molested or could be molested? What signs should parents look for? There's all kinds of signs. Um, They say if your child is acting out, if they're looking for attention, then they say if your child is shy or scared or always needing a nightlight, the best way to find out is to ask questions. Parents don't ask enough questions. My daughter goes to her dad's house on the weekend, and as soon as she comes back, because she's six years old, the first thing I ask her is, what did you guys do over the weekend? Where did you sleep? 
What did you eat? What games did you play? My mom never asked me any questions when I came home from my grandfather's house. So the best way to know what's really going on is to have a conversation with your children and ask them what's going on. Make them feel safe and secure that they can even come talk to you. Now, I, I want to ask you this. Um, you know, there was a time and period where you didn't tell anyone. How how did how did you deal with that? Because, like you said, when you finally told your father, you came free. Were you in bondage because you didn't tell anyone? Like, how yes. how how did you deal with not? Yeah, how did you deal with that? Yes, um, growing up myself, I was very shy. I was very insecure with my body. I was very insecure with sex. I was just insecure about everything, and. I was weak. I didn't know myself worth. I looked in the mirror and I thought I was ugly. You know, I, I, I walk around with my shoulders drooped and my head down low. And when I finally told my dad, it was just the biggest weight lifted off my shoulder. You see what I'm doing now? You know, it just gives you so much confidence and strength once you finally get it off your chest because my mother, she was molested as a child and I asked her does she want to talk about it? And she says, no, she'd rather just forget about it and suppress the feelings. And that's what people do is they suppress the memories and feelings of what happened to them. And they think that they're going to forget about it and be okay with it, but they're not. You really don't feel that freedom and that healing. It doesn't start until you start talking about it. So you have to tell to feel that. Now I, um, I've had a chance to, stop by your website a lot of times and I believe there is a testimony of a, a older uh, lady a, a elder lady that was talking to you about some things that happened to her in her childhood but she wasn't able to open up about it until she was able to speak to you. Do you run into uh, a lot of older people, not just only young, but a lot of older uh, people that, that have experienced the same things as yourself? Um, yes, I have a Tell Somebody series, and that's what you're talking about, where every episode I go to a different city and I just walk up to people on the street and tell them about my movement, and I ask them if they've had a story of abuse that they'd be willing to share. So, yes, not only do I get older people, but I also get emails every day to my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my website, and my movement touches so many people. I get emails from 11-year-old Asian boys to, yes, 70-year-old white women. I get all ages, all races, both sexes. It's just everybody. It's everybody. And I love that. I love when people write me and tell me, oh, it's been 50 years since I've told, what should I do? You know what you should do. You're writing me, Alicia, from the Tell Somebody movement. And I tell everybody the same advice when they write me. You have to tell somebody no matter how long it's been. Wow, wow. Now, your father is very important in your life. And we all know the importance of having, um, you know, our parents in our life. So your father was a cover, uh, a covering for you and a, and a protector for you. Um, how was he able to deal with 
you know, what happened to you when you were younger? How how was he able to, you know, and even yourself, how were you able to forgive? Because that right there, that's a hard thing to, you know, really forgive and, and not forget about, but forgive and be able to walk forward. So how did you and your father forgive, you know, your grandfather? Um, well, my grandfather is deceased right now. He actually passed away six or seven years ago. Um, I'm not going to say that I have personally forgave him for what he did. I'm just not going to let it destroy me. I'm going to let it strengthen me. Um, when I first told my dad that I was molested as a child, he cried. He was sad because he felt like he failed as a parent. A parent's job is to protect your child. And he felt like he failed, so he cried. And after a couple of days went by, he started getting mad. He started getting angry because he wanted to know what took me so long. He felt like it shouldn't have took me so long. And if I would have told him sooner, he could have protected me. But I let him know it's not that easy to tell because if it was, I wouldn't have this tell somebody movement. As far as my mother, my mother is still alive. And when I first came out with my movement, her and her family disowned me, changed their phone numbers, deleted me off of social media. Recently, me and her have spoke, though, and she tells me that she has 0% blame in what happened to me. She says that when I first came to her at the age of seven and told her what was going on, she said that she had a talk with my grandfather and that he agreed that, yes, he had molested me, but the devil made him do it, but that he would stop. So she says that when she continued to bring me around, she thought the molestation had stopped because my grandfather agreed to stop. So my mother feels like she has no blame in it at all. So how do you forgive someone who who doesn't even doesn't even take blame in what they did? Again, I'm just not going to let it destroy me. From my movement, not only, like I said, have my mom, her two sisters, and my grandma, who's still alive and still living in the same house that my grandfather molested me in, they've all disowned me. And I don't know how far you know about my father, but my father was actually in a car accident four months ago, and he passed away. So I went to Louisiana to bury him, and I buried him in a Tell Somebody shirt because that's what he would have wanted. And some of his family members down there said that there's a time and place for everything, and that wasn't the time or the place. And I let them know this is my dad, my movement. It's always a time to bring awareness to child abuse. And they got offended and told me to lose their phone numbers. So just from my movement alone, my mother and my father's side of the family have disowned me. And, yes, my only support system, which was my dad, is now gone. So now it's just me and my six-year-old daughter out here by ourselves pushing the movement. But that's what I wanted to bring awareness to because a lot of people are scared to tell their story because 95% of molestation is done by a family member or close friend. And nobody wants to tell on their family members. Nobody wants to send their dad or their uncle or their mom to jail. So people just don't tell. And they don't want to tell because they don't want their family to be torn apart because of them. And they don't want people to get mad at them. And that's why I'm here to say, yeah, when you tell your story, some of your family members might get mad and some of them might disown you just like mine. 
but that's not real family right there. You're the one that got molested. You're the one that has to heal, so you have to tell. You know, family members are there to protect you, but at the end of the day, family are just people, and people make mistakes. So when your family doesn't protect you, you have to protect you, and that has to do with telling. I'm just trying to give strength to everyone out here. Yes, yes, and I believe you are doing that. You are doing that. And I want to send my condolences to you, um, you know, in your father passing away. Um, You know, you've experienced so much. You've experienced so much. Now I want to talk about your sunshine, your daughter. Amen. She's there helping you with the movement. Um, and I saw one of the video clips where she where she was talking about the movement on your website. And speaking of your website, can you share your website with our listening audience on today? Yes, my website is www. It's i t s time t i m e two t o tell somebody dot com. It's time to tell somebody dot com. And yes, now, my daughter helped me with my movement. Now, now, what, what, um, you know, she's young, so, you know, what made you say, you know, what, I'm gonna have my daughter, um, be another spokesperson for my movement. Um, what made you decide to use her? Um, that was nobody but God. To be honest. The fact that I had got molested before I even got pregnant, I already knew whether I had a boy or a girl, I was going to teach them about their body parts. So the fact that I had a daughter to me was just God's way of making my movement stronger because that's who I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach the young children who it's happening to right now. So for my daughter to be a part of my movement is just everything to me because I always wish my mom would have taught me about my body parts. Somebody wrote me and actually said, your daughter is too young for you to be teaching her these things. But what I had to remind them was you're never too young to teach or to learn what's going on with your body. Because when I was two, three, four, that's when I got molested. Those are the primary ages that kids get molested. So why not let them know as soon as possible about their body? If my mom would have taught me about my body parts, the first time my grandfather touched me, I would have told him to stop. I would have said, that's not okay. My mom told me that's not okay. So now if anyone ever tries to touch my daughter, that's the first thing she's going to say is my mom said that's not okay, and she's going to come tell. She also wears my Tell Somebody shirts to school, so she brings awareness to school. And now she's able to even talk to her friends about it. And she gives me good ideas. She tells me that she wants to tell somebody backpacks and tell somebody lunch boxes. So she's just real involved with my movement. And even just as a young child, she sees how positive it is because she comes with me when I go to schools and I talk to other children. So she's excited about my movement. She's only six, but she tells me every day, I can't wait till I get older because I'm going to run the tell somebody movement. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you got to wait your turn. <laughs> but <laughs> Amen. So. Amen. Love that. I love that. Now you, like you just said, you have t-shirts. So the, our listeners, they can go on your website and, you know, purchase the T-shirts? Yes, I have T-shirts and hats on my website. And really the shirt is so powerful because 
when I wear my tell somebody shirt out, whether I'm at the gas station, the movie theater, doesn't matter where I am, people always stop me and they laugh about it. They joke about it. They say, tell somebody, tell somebody what? What you want me to tell you? And I just look at them because I know by the time I'm done telling them my story, they're not going to be laughing anymore. And then, yeah, I always tell them, oh, no, this is my movement. Stop child abuse because I was abused as a child. My mom told me to keep it a secret. And everyone's reaction is always the same. They're speechless. And it's like, well, keep it up, you know. And so I just love this shirt. It's, it's real power in this shirt. And so a girl I actually met offline, she recently was at her court date. A man actually tried to rape her, and he had, he got convicted, and he got 35 years to life. And I was able to witness her, and it's also on my website, her stand in court and look at her rapist and read her impact statement to him. And she was wearing my Tell Somebody shirt, and that's really what I want to see. I want to see people in court on the stand looking at their their rapist with that tell somebody shirt on and she wore her tell somebody shirt and she told him she said I know you're not going to turn around and look at me because you don't have the guts but I'm wearing a tell somebody shirt and this movement is going to stop pedophiles and sick people like you but she said that I started crying you hear me crying in the video it was just so powerful it's just so powerful so yes I have shirts and hats on my website and backpacks and lunch boxes and socks coming soon <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. Now, you spoke about the power in the shirt and the power in telling your story. Our listening audience, I, I, I see people that the, the phones are lit up, but nobody wants to ask a question. So can you reach those listeners? They've, they've had, you know, traumatic things happen to them as well, but they just don't want to let it out or tell anyone. Can you talk to them for a moment? You have to. It, this is what I learned at the end of the day. By you not telling your story, all you're doing is protecting those who didn't protect you. And I'm going to say that again. By you not telling your story, you're protecting those who did not protect you. My mom and her family did not protect me. And if I would have kept that story secret, I would have been protecting them. And the people that hurt you and harmed you, they sleep good at night. They sleep perfectly fine, but you don't. So when are you going to be ready to sleep good at night? When are you going to be ready to feel good about yourself and know your worth? Not So you have to tell. Besides the fact of that, child molesters molest anywhere from 50 to 250 kids before they die. That's a lot of kids. And if the first, second kid would have told, that child molester may not have been able to molest the rest of the kids because he would have been in jail. So by you telling your story, you're saving other little kids out there that might be getting molested by this person right now. It's real deep. It's real deep. Wow. Wow. And I want to ask you this question. I meant to ask you earlier when you were talking about your mom, um, you know, not teaching you about your body when you were younger, my question is, why do you think that a lot of parents don't really teach their children at a young age about their bodies? Um, 
I'm not sure because, like I said, the fact that I got molested before I was even pregnant, I already knew I was going to teach my son or daughter about their body parts. If you've been molested just like my mom was, you would think that you would definitely want to teach your children about it. Some parents don't know how to talk to their kids about it. So I also have videos on my website where I'm talking with my daughter so parents can now watch it. I've had parents watch my videos and say thank you because I didn't even know how to approach the subject or talk with my kids about their body. But it's no sugarcoating it to just simply tell them these are your private parts and nobody can touch you here. And if they do, you need to tell them no and you come tell me. So some parents just don't know how. Some parents don't want to. Some parents are uncomfortable. I'm not sure. But I know I did it. And hopefully nothing will ever happen to my daughter. So it's just, you, you have to want to save your children. It's the love you have for them. What you don't teach your children, they're going to learn from the first person that teaches them. So I learned all my first sexual experiences from my grandfather. You have to teach your kids. My goodness. Yes. Amen on that. Amen on that. But thank you so much, Alicia, for coming on and, you know, just sharing your testimony. I say testimony because you have, you're you're more than an overcomer. You're a conqueror. And, you know, you're still conquering. And you're helping other people become overcomers and become conquerors as well because they're now beginning to tell their story. So, again, can you share your website before I close the broadcast out? It's www.com. It's time to tell somebody.com. And I just wanted to say one more thing. I get people that write me and tell me that because of what happened to them as children, they became so depressed that they've tried to kill themselves. They've tried to overdose on pills or cut themselves. And I just want to really reach out to those people that are hurting themselves. You need to stop. Don't you ever think about killing yourself ever over what happened to you. You're strong just like me because we're survivors, we're warriors, and we could do anything. So don't ever hurt yourself over something that happened to you. Your life is way too precious and valuable. Precious. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Alicia. And definitely keep in contact with us. And, um, you know, when you whenever you have events or, you know, travel to different you know, space, please let us know because I definitely want to let our listeners know so that if they're in the area, they can come out and, you know, connect with you and, you know, just, yeah, just keep in contact with us. Okay, I'll definitely do that. Amen. May you be blessed on today and have a blessed weekend. You too. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in. I know, you know, the lights was lit up in the studio, but I know that everyone was listening. But thank you for joining in to uh, tonight's broadcast. I really appreciate your time and all of your support. I'm telling you, you definitely want to connect with Alicia Barlow. She's doing some major things. She's bringing awareness to something that has been on a hush for so long and for so many years, go to her site at www.itstimetotellsomebody.com. On that note, this is your host, DeAndra, on SPSN Listen Live. I want you to be encouraged, be inspired, and be forever changed. God bless. Mm-hmm.